following habitation broadcast is a repeat of this morning's 7.30 GMT live show from our studios in Hilversum. the Dutch World Broadcasting System in Hilversum, Holland. Well, friends, it's Sunday again, and time for the Happy Station Show, produced and presented by Tom Meyer. Welcome to you on the Happy Station Show today on this 20th of April, the 111th day of the year. I thought I'd tell you that. It's the Associated Press information that we received, and aren't we happy with it? Welcome to studio number two today, and uh, for some of you, that's nothing unusual. People who listen to our live transmissions on Sundays always, or almost always, hear me say studio number two, however... Most of our friends, that is, the people who listen to the seven other Happy Station transmissions, usually hear me say this is studio number seven. Well, there's simple explanation for all that. We did the very first transmission of the Happy Station program today live, 7.30 GMT, beamed to New Zealand and Australia and the Pacific area, and the rest of the day will be repeats. We're in studio two. We're in the control room, apart from... Rose, Mary, and our friend Rick Kingma, the uh, technical genius of today. At this same minute, a couple of friends of mine walked in. You should see the looks on the faces of Rose, Mary, and Rick. Uh, a couple of friends from uh, Hilversum Hospital Radio who called me last night after a certain happening about which I hope to be able to tell you something today. And on that phone call, I said, well, if you think you can get up as early as we will, then you're most welcome in the studio. And they said, well, we'll see what we can do. And to tell you the truth, at that same moment, I thought, we're not going to see them. Of course we're not going to see them. It's too early. They're now making gestures to me that they try to keep their eyes open with little matchsticks. But anyway, my name is Tom Meyer, and on this 20th of April, indeed, we are going to do something, well, unusual in a way that uh, we're broadcasting live to Australia and the rest of the world is going to hear the repeat. And we do that for a very good reason, of course, which I will mention later on. For the time being, I think it's not such a bad idea to start with some music. Sweet Lips, I thought the title was Sugar Lips, the title turned out to be when I checked with Rosemary. And these Sugar Lips belong to Al Hurt. <laughs> Thank you. 
And if you thought they were singing too badoop, they weren't. They were singing Sugar Lips. My Sugar Lips belong to the trumpeteer, Al Hertz, at the beginning of today's Happy Station show. It's a strange experience to be doing the first show live again. Although, of course, many of you have been accustomed for a long time to the fact that we used to do three different live shows every Sunday. And uh, I think it might be a nice idea to go back to that situation. But for the time being, let's just call this an exception today. Weather-wise, I thought only last week that I would finally be able to tell you that we'd skipped spring this year and that summer had come to us in April. Well, <laughs> little did we know because I think it's a situation now where I can almost tell you that we've skipped not only spring but also summer and fall and that we've gone straight into winter from winter because we've even had some frost again and you can imagine what that does to the tulips and hyacinths and all these other beautiful flowers that are supposed to attract hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of tourists to our poor little country. Well, I don't really know what the situation is for the tourist industry, but it was very, very cold lately. The last two days we've had a pretty bad storm, and that isn't doing the flowers too much cold either. This morning, when I got up and looked out, I thought, I think I'd better swim to the studio. And then, of course, by the time we went on the air, the sun tried to come out. Oh, well, let's face it, they really don't know what they're doing in this country. Neither do we. So, as far as that's concerned, we're in good company. In case you tuned in a bit late, well, we've been going now for, uh, whoa, seven and a half minutes. And uh, I promised you at the beginning of today's Happy Station show that we were going to do something special. The reason that um, we did not pre-record a show for today is that last night something happened which especially our European audience knows about. Uh, however, many other people in other parts of the world will not know what I mean. Last night we had the Eurovision Song Contest here in Holland, in The Hague. The Eurovision Song Contest, which um, this year was watched by something like 500 million people, according to the information we had. And, of course, we hoped that this would be uh, a great event for our country, a great public relations stunt for that little country by the sea. We'll be talking about what it really was later on, but I did want to let you know that that was the reason that we're doing what we're doing. As far as I'm concerned, the whole thing last night was one great big Muppet Show.
station show? <laughs> well, I've been called Kermit before, so why not? This was the orchestra of Frank Poussel. And, of course, what we really should have done was let the Rapid Orchestra play the Eurovision uh, march. But we won't do that uh, because we need our time for other things. The Eurovision Song Contest this year, as I said, was broadcast live on television and radio from Holland. From the Congress Center in The Hague, I can't tell you anything about the size of the hall or the audience or whatever. I don't think you're really interested in these facts and figures. You might be interested to know that 19 countries participated. I'll have to check that number later on. And um, those of you who've been listening to the Happy Station show over the past few years know that I usually spend a lot of time talking about, A, the losers, B, the real good songs, and C, the people who, in my opinion, did something exceptional. Well, uh, to begin with, I would like to play for you the uh, Turkish entry uh, to the Eurovision Song Contest because I liked it. I like it, I like it. Uh, I liked the song, I liked the lady who sang it, and I thought it was done in good taste. And it was, on top of all that, a very interesting combination of, shall we say, Oriental and Western European music. Strangely enough, there were only three countries that gave Turkey any points at all. Uh, Austria gave them three points. Morocco gave them the maximum of 12 points. And Italy gave them eight points. And that was that. No more points for those poor Turkish people, but I'll tell you one thing, that there was one other country who ended up with even less than that. Still, I would like to play for you maybe just part of, but at least part of, the song which was called Petroil, which means as much as, uh, well, let me, let's say gas, gasoline, or petroleum, whatever. Apparently the song was about the shortage of energy that we have these days. How appropriate. And the singer was Aida Pekan. I'm not going to give you all the names of composers, uh, authors, and uh, musical directors. I just want to tell you that the composer was Attila Ozdemiroglu, because I like that name. Oh, and I see he also conducted the orchestra, the Dutch orchestra, which accompanied all the singers. Here, then, is Aida Pekan, who represented Turkey.
countries gave them any votes at all. But I told you that there were other people who were even <laughs> less lucky. Morocco only got seven points from Italy, and that was that. And I can imagine that if you've been standing there working as hard as all the others, as hard as the people who finally won, and you only get seven points, that must be a rather sad affair. The song... Uh, representing Morocco was called Bitakat uh, Hope, I think, and apparently it means a message of love. The lady who sang the song was uh, also an attractive girl from Morocco whose name is Samira Ben Said, and let's listen to part of that song, The Message of Love from Morocco. Who came on stage to sing a song? They were all acts. 
they all brought on either a whole backing group of singers or a part of an orchestra or you know that there was one country who made uh, a whole act of it with people dressed up like penguins that was luxembourg and i came to a point where i said this is no longer a eurovision song festival this is a eurovision uh review festival and i think we've got to go back to the days when we still believed in stars who dressed up and knew how to sing and went to another country to prove that they knew how to sing but that of course is just my personal opinion however that's the only opinion i can give you i think i told you uh, months ago that i had um, showed my interest in the presentation of the whole thing and uh, it was decided that the presentation would be done in an entirely different manner. I don't know how many of you saw the Eurovision Song uh, Festival broadcast from Holland, but I think it's extremely irritating when you see somebody and you can't hear that person because over this person's voice, somebody else is talking to you in your own mother tongue. I mean, this was the situation here in Holland. They had decided to bring an announcer or a presenter from each participating country, and so it could happen that if a lady was talking to you in Finnish, for instance, then you would only see her making mm, motions and going through the motions of talking, but we would get the Dutch text from our uh, commentator. I think that uh, that is a very chaotic situation in which you don't hear one and you don't hear the other either. Once again, that's just my personal opinion and when it was said, well, we could hardly use subtitles, I thought, well, that's something to be considered because after all, the information that you read is what the title of the song is, who's written it, who's composed the music, and who's directing or conducting the orchestra. And that could have been done, of course, in subtitles. But then again, they decided that that's the way it was going to happen, and that's the way it happened. Finland. Finland ended with only six points, even less than Morocco. But then Finland got those points from two different countries, Norway and France. And Morocco got those seven points at once from one country, and that was that. So uh, as a matter of fact, I think Finland ended with less points than anybody else which uh, I don't think is right because there were other songs which were not much better than the song from Finland that got only six points. So I'd like to greet all our Finnish friends today and let the rest of the world listen to this Samati Loire, if that is his name, and um, a song which, as far as I can tell, is called We Lumis, and that means the flute player, and that's indeed what the man did. He would sing at one point and then all of a sudden start playing his flute. I think what I'd like to do in this case is especially hear the end of the song, and you'll understand why when you hear that. But let's hear the beginning first. Here is Finland. Ja 
so that we can hear the end of the song, Hui Lumis. I wonder whether it's Hui Lumis or Hui Lumis. Anyway, the uh, lyrics of this song were written by Vic Sisalmi, and the music was composed by Ornorar Minen. And one thing I'd like to tell you, and that is that for many, many years, we've seen that same name of the conductor from Finland, Osirun. I like the idea, but let's listen to the rest of the song. of happiness to show us how happy he was that it was all over. Anyway, all the other countries uh, proved that they were also happy it was over and only gave Finland six points. Well, of course, there I could give you all the uh, final results of the other countries, which I will not do. I can tell you that the country that finally won receives points from all the others uh, except two. But that is nothing unusual because Austria received points from all the others except two. And many other countries did the same, Switzerland also. So as far as that's concerned, the overall appreciation was uh, the same for many countries, except, of course, that that one little point can just make the difference. The three winning songs are usually the ones that get most attention. And I would like to play for you at least part of the German entry for the simple reason that when Katja Epstein uh, took the stage, we sat there watching and said, that, for the first time tonight, is a star. That lady definitely knew what she was doing. She's had a lot of experience, but okay. Apart from that, we liked not only the presentation of Katja Epstein, but also her song, which was called Theater, and that, of course, means theater. <laughs>
to a sort of uh, Eurovision review festival, I can tell you that the beginning of this song, when you heard the little piano, that we had a close-up of the two hands that were playing the piano, and on these two hands there were two little sort of Pierrot-like clowns, and that, of course, has nothing to do with the art um, of a singer. But okay. Germany ended with, if I've done my calculations right, 128 points because I forgot to copy the final results. I've been copying all the points that all the countries gave to the other countries, but for that reason I couldn't copy the final results. Uh, West Germany, uh, with that amount of points, became number three, right? And uh, the United Kingdom became number two, if I'm not mistaken, or the other way around. But that doesn't really matter. One thing's for sure, one of the two countries was number one. We'll have to figure that one out later. The United Kingdom came to Holland with a whole group of people, and uh, the group is called Prima Donna. Well, three girls and three boys who together were called Prima Donna. I liked the music. It was very professional. And I was wondering who had designed the clothes, because I definitely did not like their outfits. I mean, really. <laughs> There's a big difference, of course, between full gala evening dress, uh, if you don't feel like full gala evening dress, okay, but they looked as though they went jogging instead of uh, to a Eurovision Song Contest. That, of course, is entirely a matter of taste, but the only taste I can talk about is my own, and I felt that they could have dressed up a bit for the occasion, and I didn't particularly care for the colors either. Anyway, it was uh, a good movie, and when I heard it, I said, that one might win. It didn't, but it almost did. The group Prima Donna and Love Enough for Two. Someone you want to pin your wildest dreams upon 
1980 as held in The Hague here in Holland. Not because we won last year, but for other reasons which I explained in the past, and Ireland won with 143 points. The song What's Another Year was sung by Johnny Logan. And once again, I almost have many happy returns, and why not? But congratulations to Ireland for winning this affair. Now that it's all over, I uh, have one wish for Johnny Logan for today, and that is that he'll very rapidly overcome the hangover, which undoubtedly he will have after all the champagne that he and his team drank last night for winning the Eurovision Song Contest. The Happy Station Show, your Sunday family show of smiles across the miles, on the air on Sundays only, and today I would like to talk to you for a while about our daily transmissions. Of course you know, because I say so very often, that Radio Nederland is on the air in English every day of the week. Only on Sundays can you listen to the Happy Station show. However, in these coming weeks, of course, when we are uh, getting nearer to the 30th of April, when the crown of Holland will be transferred from uh, Queen Juliana to our next queen, her daughter Beatrix. There's a lot of information about this happening, this festive occasion on the 30th of April. 
And you can hear about all this in our daily transmissions. Of course, the 30th itself is Wednesday. Happy Station is not on the air on Wednesdays. So the information you want to hear from Holland about that fact comes from our colleagues of all the other language sections. And to tell you the truth, I am not unhappy at all that the 30th of April is not the Sunday, because can you imagine what that would mean for us? Anyway, that is um, a little enticement to listen to the daily transmissions in connection with the crowning of Queen Beatrix. And then now it's time for something traditional on the Happy Station show, which is Happy Birthday to you. And if I sound a bit unorganized today, well then I am. So that's the reason I sound unorganized. Let's see, I think the best thing to do is to start with our list of birthday celebrators for today. Colin Sterling in Uddington, England. Happy birthday. Hervey or Harvey Bigby in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, I declare many happy returns of the day. Herbert Hopkins in Silmar. Is that California? I think it is. Anyway, it's in the United States in Sacramento. Loretta Olson, that's definitely in California. In Buckinghamshire, in England, Mr. A. Hedges. Nanjia Bridge, Auckland, New Zealand, somebody I know because we met when I was in New Zealand, Brian Marsh. Many happy returns. Jekyll or Jekyll, I take it that Jekyll is going to be. They live in Neustadt, have today's birthday, and that's why we say we are happy with the year. And that's why we have to be able Then, in Edina, or Edina, in Minnesota, and the United States, Mr. Todd, and I would say Bugler, but I suppose that in the United States you say Bugler. And in Osaka, in Japan, Mr. Mikio Uchi or Auchi, And especially to Mikio, I would like to say, stay tuned and listen to the music we're going to dedicate to all our birthday children. Then our birthday bad luckers, who skipped the Sunday this year because 1980 is a leap year, who had their birthdays on a Saturday last year and on a Monday this year, tomorrow. To begin with, uh, Queen Elizabeth has a birthday tomorrow. She's a birthday bad lucker in that sense. Not that I think she'd be listening to Happy Station, but you never know. And we'd like to congratulate her. Mr. W. E. Sells, Tunbridge Wells, England. Mevrouw de Boer, in Overveen, u bent morgenjarig. Hartelijk gefeliciteerd. U hoort bij die groep mensen die dit jaar de zondag overstaan, maar u ziet, we denken toch aan u. Mrs. S. Colen, of Cochran, in Blackpool, England. Bob Evinger, in West Terre Haute, I suppose you say. In French it would be Terre Haute. In the United States, Mr. and Mrs. Rowe have their wedding anniversary tomorrow. And that's in London. Well, you see, Mrs. Rowe, that if you tell us something, we definitely take notice of it. And in this case, especially Rosemary, because she made the notes and she, I suppose, filled out your names on our list for the 21st. And then in Huddersfield, England, Mr. R. Hartley. Then I have a message for Baghdad in Iraq, and that message goes out in Dutch. Ik heb beloofd dat het tijd geleden om hartelijke groeten en kusjes via de kortegolf over te brengen. Aan Ali en Gerrit en Hartog in Baghdad van vader en moeder, 
mijn broers en schoonzusters, met andere woorden de familie Tan. Maar daar doe ik dan op eigen gezag ook nog uh, de hartelijke groeten bij van tante Meentje. Want tante Meentje is een vriendin van mij. En zo waren we er ook op gekomen. Dus daar hoop ik maar dat er geluisterd wordt. Ali en Gerrit en haar toch in Bagdad heel veel liefs en groeten. In verband met het vierjarig trouwfestijn. Dat dan weliswaar niet vandaag is, maar wel zeer binnenkort. A letter here from India. Written by Mr. K.B. Shiam or Sniam. It's in New Delhi. And it says... Please wish Miss Bina Baum of the Seychelles in the Indian Ocean a very happy 18th birthday. Well, of course, we happily do that, and we hope that she's listening today. Then a letter which presented some problems because the handwriting is rather personal, if we may call it that. The letter was written by Mr. A.C. Munsaka or Munsakai, and it says, I want to greet my friends. On the Easter holiday, well, your letter came in a bit late for that, but uh, better late than never. Mrs. Anne Sexton of Ireland, in Cork, that is, and Jan in Zandam. Jan in Zandam. Hartelijke uh, groeten uit Zambia. Mr. and Mrs. Nerve, or Nerve, of Mazabuka Secondary in Zambia. And these wishes come from your friend, Mr. A. Munsaka in Masabuka uh, in Zambia. Then a letter here written by uh, written by Nigel Fairbairn, who's 12 years old and who recorded the Russian program of uh, Paul Kuznetsov, the uh, Russian colleague who has been plugging the Happy Station show in the past. For a while, I thought Nigel that it would be the show on which he did mention the Happy Station. There was another one, but thanks. Anyway, and Nigel says, please congratulate my dad, who is Gordon Fairbairn, and uh, he celebrates his birthday, while many happy returns. Greetings from our friend Mr. Charles Wilson, 